0: Ways to turn an idea into a business. Nice. How to set a price when you get started in that business. Nice. Uh, guilty Pleasures. Skip. No, I well, like Guilty Pleasure. I may or may not like watching The Bachelor now because of my girlfriend.
1: Uh, Yeah, I'm going to talk about that. Let's we'll get that. <laughs> Save that one for True Vine. <laughs> We'll do that at the end of the True Vine one. We'll do that. it will be the last question.
0: Did you get that la- That was a good one. That was a good laugh. Um, I have a really loud laugh. So that's, that's his right? normal laugh. Uh how to take control of your how to take back control of your life. Nice. These are all profound. Um, I, I Googled. The- <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. And then I'm like, And here I was question. getting all this like. I hope that you had just turned a corner and had all this philosophical stuff in your brain. I am. It it gave me stuff, and some of the stuff (laughs) I came up on my own. I
0: went to Google, and it really gave me some inspiration. How
1: to handle (laughs) criticism.
0: Did we talk about the hate stuff last week?
1: That was a few weeks back. We talked about the haters. But
0: But we haven't known, but not the new
1: haters. There haven't been any new ones. So we can talk about the shirts. Uh, Yeah, but save that one. I like the first two. I think the first two work together, and that's 30 minutes worth of content right there. Okay.
0: All right, this is the Everything That I Know podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Whitley, here with a man who is one year older than he was last week,
1: oh. Senior Verde. You had to bring that up.
0: Yes, I did. Hey, at least that uh, you know, you got one more year to live compared to my text message the other day. That is true because I called you 48. 48. I was like, 47. what do you want your life to be like when you're 48 <laughs> next year? We're gonna make <laughs> stuff happen. You're like, um. I'll be turning forty eight next year. I'm not forty eight now. And I was like, "That's right," because I have a five year plan, and next year we're gonna really blow things up. That's it. I this like year, it. next year of forty seven is just to mold me
1: into a man. That's it. We're gonna mold you, be and a shape man you.
0: like Mulan. You guys are. You know they're making a live action Mulan. They
1: are. I saw that. That they're doing that with everything. Okay, so I don't like know... Like, soon there'll be a, a Little Mermaid live, all shot under the water. Or have they already done that? I'm no, lost. they've already... It's post-production. Actually, Hunter, uh. can you
0: fact-check me <laughs> on this? Because I'm really curious if this is cause, true They are not. doing the
1: Mulan. No, no, they okay. are.
0: But this is what I heard. I heard this is actually... You know, you have a 40-year plan, right? Right. I have actually heard that... I don't know if it's true or not, It's why we have HH. But I heard that this, of the remaking of that... Of the animated stuff mm-hmm. is actually part of Walt Disney's original plan. Wow! So it's like if that's true, be longer than a 40-year plan. That's like after his like post-humus,
1: yes, uh, life. That, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm not even going to attempt that word. Yes, that's the new endeavor. <laughs> um, and so it. basically, after he's died, his yeah. business plan and his dream is still, still being carried out to this day. Yeah. Also, could also be fact-checked, did you know at one time they almost built another Disney theme park in Lindell because
1: it supposedly is halfway between Disney World and Disneyland? I did not know Lindale, but I had heard that at one time there was a plan for a second like that or a third location. Mm-hmm. Like Disneyland's fairly small compared to – I mean, Disney World's fa- fairly small. Or is it backwards? Disneyland is in... Disneyland smaller than Disneyland. Yeah, because that's California, yeah. Right. Yeah, it, I heard that there was one for the Central, but never knew that it might have been Lindale. That would have been quite interesting. Yeah, that would have been really cool. Wouldn't that be crazy? Yeah. You talk about a shift in the paradigm of a, of a region to have something like that. Yeah, can you imagine Grounded yeah. smack dab in the middle of, you know, a 1,000 acres or 1,500 acres or right. something crazy like that. That would have been pretty amazing.
0: Yeah, and... uh have you ever been to Disney World?
1: I've not neither one. Wow. Yeah. Well, now all
0: your kids are old enough now. Yeah. Like they, they
1: yeah. Would all really Every like time it. we thought about going, we always had another little one in diapers and didn't want to do it. See, that's
0: that's one thing I'm like, you know, cuz I've been many times. My dad was a band director and he always oh, he yeah. had a rough childhood, you know. He um so whenever he became a band director, he realized that some of his students like they may not may have never even traveled outside of White House, which is a little small town outside of Thailand yeah. where we are. Yeah. And then he was like, There's some kids that have never even been out of Texas. Yeah. So he was like, He wanted to give them an opportunity to go to Walt Disney World at least once mm-hmm. and then Washington, D.C. once while they mm-hmm. were in band. So mm-hmm. I had the privilege of going, my family trips were band trips. Right. And so, um, Disney, I think, became a very big played a very big role in me becoming a very imaginative and creative person and a dreamer. That's cool. Yeah. So because you kinda, were there
1: often enough that it was just like all inspiring. Yeah. So frequently that it you know did right. something to you and helped ch- shape who you are.
0: And I think it's one of those things where it's like someone could have a dream and a vision to entertain people so that they
1: can escape whatever they're going through in life, mm, and I think that's, that's right. where that all started. That's very cool. You know, you said one thing about. Um, uh, that sparked another thought of mine that happened in some quiet moments several months ago. You said that some kids, children never get to experience a vacation. So that was important to your dad to kind of help foster that. Um, there, um, There's a thought that I had a few months ago and it, it was probably sparked by either something I read or a post or something, something I don't remember, but I went deep into the thought process of, There are human beings who grow up, you know, their entire lives, some their entire lives to the grave and may never have ever experienced winning. Oh. Never won a card game, never won a basketball game, never won a lottery, never won a prize at school, just either didn't participate or didn't perform and literally never experienced what it was like to win, right? Mm -hmm. That's got to be frequent. I mean, that's got to be an occurrence that happens regularly, I would imagine, especially when you think about the span of time, or modern time anyway, You know, when there's measurable successes and things like that, and you know when people have won. So I'm talking like 1800s forward probably, where there's a a little bit more of a communication going on. Uh, So I, I thought about that, and I was like, how sad, you know, that some people go through their whole life or at least a large segment of their life and never win anything or never have won, or never will win anything. And that just kind of did something to me to think I've been so fortunate. I've won at many different things throughout my life. I have lost a ton too, probably thousand X of what I've won. But the point is that I know what it feels like. Right. And so, man, I, I want every human being to feel that. So then it was kind yeah. of like a little personal mission. So how do you how do you impact society with that little thing over here on the side that says, if nothing else, I want everybody that comes in communication with me to win. Right. You know what I mean? And I'm not talking about giving away t shirts and stuff like that. I'm talking about win something that's more impactful, but at the same time, just have that error of, of of winning mentality and have experienced that emotional ah. high. It's a big deal. Well,
0: you know, and I think that's one thing right now. And I think a lot of times we, you know, um, and I'll come back to this, but like you had um, a tweet just the other day, it said, failure is the foundation of humility. Mm. You know, and I think I see that through the season of my life right now. Like I have a paycheck this week and next week, and then the severance is gone. <laughs> um, <laughs> the however,
1: the whale
0: drieth up However, here's a win. Mm hmm and a half two thousand dollars saved up in my bank account nice building that emergency fund so that next month that's great trying to prepare for that yeah i'm just doing some minimums on my credit card right now so i can get some money to live on yeah you know which isn't much but i have to do that right now but to me that's a win and when i looked at my bank account yesterday and i was like oh and just full disclosure and i don't mind sharing this because i am I'm not a baller, I just like to look like one.
1: But, you, you still want a comma in your bank account. <laughs> yeah, well, no it's cool. Conversation? I saw
0: two commas in my bank Woo-hoo. account. One was in checking, one was in savings. Nice. So I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> and then I moved some from checking to savings and yeah. I only got one comma. But anyway, that was a win for me. Yeah. You know, and I think some people have to I think so many people think that a win for them is, okay, by the end of the year, I'm going to be able to buy this Lexus. Yeah. No, you got to be realistic about it too. Some people, a win is just showing up. Yeah. That you're breathing that day. Right. That you made it through the last day. And that's stuff that I know I've had to go through with my own failures by giving myself a lot of Mm self-doubt. And really, the only person that I'm losing to is myself. Yeah. A lot of times that's the case. So that's one of my biggest realizations through this season of life that I've had is Mm -hmm. it's not me versus other people. It's really me versus myself. Yeah. And until you can win against yourself, how do you expect to win against other people? Mm. It's like that Rocky Balboa quote. It's like, you see this guy in the mirror, you know, the world will hit you. Um,
1: I'll come back to that because that's come back a, a really good, good
0: quote. Yes, it's a good <laughs> quote. When you're on a rant, I'm we'll, jam, find we'll jam this. that up
1: in the middle. Well, you mentioned that tweet about the um, uh, failure is the foundation of humility. For me, I believe that because of the failures in my life, the things that I've done wrong, the challenges that I've come up against and failed to accomplish or failed to follow through on, and things like that, those experiences um, invoke humility because you experience it and you don't have a choice but to either wither up and die or go away or pull yourself up by the bootstraps, admit to yourself and to others that you screwed up, that you failed, which is a humble position to hold and to, to be in. And then you build on that. The foundation means you're building on it. So you made a screw up, you failed, you owned it, you were humble, you worked through it. And then you built on those experiences to never do that again. Right. Right. So that's truly, for me, the foundation of, of everything. You just continually fail and get better and fail and get better and fail and get better. But with each failure comes another level of humility. You know, it's like the, that level, that, that foundation, you end up finding the rock at the bottom. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then you, and you think about if, if, you, if you have a public persona or a public presence let's take a superstar athlete or a, you know, someone in, in public service, you know, if you continually build up yourself on arrogance, uh, not confidence, two totally different things, but arrogance and the mentality that you can do anything and at the cost to everyone, then you you're going to lose. And when you have a fall, you're going to have to, Eat a ton of humble pie mm-hmm. and you're probably not going to come back from that. Right? Seeing yeah. that happen to politicians continually. Happens to a lot of athletes mm-hmm. uh and people that have public public lives. But the ones that really come forward really early, like beat the press mm-hmm. to the to the outcome of the story and say, Hey, I'm here to tell you something today and I screwed up, those people usually have a tendency to make it back. Maybe not to their former status but make it back and or still live a fulfilled whole life because they owned it, they were humble enough to admit it, and they're building on that, and they built their way back up to a semblance of what they were before, right? So there's, there's tons of circumstances. I mean, tons of examples of that scenario as well. But for me, again, it's the failures, owning the failures, admitting the failures, which, you know, for me, let me give you an example. An example would be, Doing a real estate deal, some sort of transaction where I went in with high hopes, high aspirations and acumen to do what I said I would deliver on, yet it failed and I had to go into whomever I was either partnered with, performing for, borrowed the money from, fill in the blank and say, it didn't work. I answered the phone when they call, I answered the door when they knock, didn't hide, didn't run, owned it humbly and moved on, right? Right. So for me going through those exercises was another layer of that foundation being built to where not only do I have more confidence because I'm not going to make those same mistakes again, but the other people around me that I'm dealing with regularly have confidence in me as well because I came to them and I was humble and I said what i said and we moved forward. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but that, that fear of being transparent and being known, uh, stops a lot of people from experiencing that so they never try so they never really fail they just kind of stay in the same pattern all the time right and I, yeah. and a lot of times it's gonna be like it's like woe is me mm-hmm.
0: because i'm getting all this rejection from everyone yeah and like to quote rocky balboa the great theologian here we go in the movie creed oh the, he said the, the latter
1: one the creed yeah the last yeah yeah one yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, well actually the one before the last one yeah because it's creed creed yeah. yeah. You got it. So you act like it's you against the world, but it's really uh you against you. Mm. And so I think a lot of times and, and Creed's a good example of that, because he's you have this guy who just thought the world was handed to him on a spoon mm-hmm. and really then he, you know, felt like because he was the son of the world champ Apollo Creed that he could just come in there and but no, and he thought it was gonna be handed to him. He had to he had to earn that. Yeah. So sure. a lot of times, yeah, you may have a legacy, but still you have to get in the game and play. Yeah, for sure. I totally agree. So basically like you, if you're at bottom and you're not winning, you don't think you're winning. Like how do you, how do you take back control of your life? Like what's kind of like the first things you need to do.
1: You need to consume information that revolves around winning, encouragement, positive thinking, surround yourself with people that do the same, completely transform your mindset and your physical state. So unfortunately, if you're in a a work setting and you're around a bunch of negative individuals and you leave work and you go home and you're around a bunch of negative individuals or you go out and you're around a bunch of negative individuals, you just got to transplant yourself. Yeah, In some way, shape, or Change form. Change your lifestyle. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. just, you have to. You can only, I mean, you can absorb thousands of positive comments right now on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, thousands, millions probably. Just go check them out, right? But if they don't resonate and they don't stick because you take it in and you get that little fleeting moment of joy and inspiration and then you turn around and you walk into a room full of, you know, dissension and negativism and people that aren't happy and things like that it just it's gone yeah it's a vapor right right but if you can surround yourself in every setting with positive vibes you can call it or information continual information stream that is positive and encouraging in nature from people you know like myself or um other platforms that you can get on and find that information but I'm a reader, so I'm books i'm mm-hmm. gonna go book every time I'm gonna sit down quietly with a cup of coffee or a drink or you know something like that and just absorb what's in that book and it's usually gonna be informational nonfiction stuff and it's yeah. gonna give me a little bit of information to build on uh, to build off of but at the same time uh I'm gonna bring people on my team that are wired like me that are gonna be positive they're gonna be encouraging. And I'm going to surround myself with people like that and I'm going to cut away everything that's not right. Yeah. Yeah. So for like people who are watching this, you
0: know, if they're just trying to get started they they've got an empty bookshelf. Like what is the one book that you think everybody needs to read in oh order gosh. to take back control of their life? Holy crap. For motivation. Wow.
1: Okay. I'm going to go completely non-religious here. You know, I don't, I don't I, our audience is broad and, It's a very broad question. There are a ton of books out there, right? But I think if I was going to go somewhere where I could get, I mean, first and foremost, before a book, because it's faster, I'm going to go Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, because it's instant. I don't have to get on Amazon, look for a book. I don't have to read anything. It's just, I can look at some pictures and see some quotes on graphic images and I'm just do that for, I mean, like if you're in the dumps, do that right now, right now, do that. You know, Mm -hmm. but if you're so, you just follow people that you want your life to be like. Is that what you're trying to say? No, I'm not saying be like because I think there's a lot of uh, false interpretations there, a lot of false um, feelings you can get because you're looking at that person and say I want to be just like them, but you don't have a hell's chance of being just like them. I think you need to be realistic, and so I'm I'm saying just go after the positive content. So if you just put if you went to Instagram right now and typed in hashtag positive vibes and read the top 20 posts, they're all positive. Yeah. They're going to make you feel good for a minute. They're going to make you think a little bit deeper just for a second, right? Yeah. If you lack a mentor in your life and you want to go deeper than Instagram, Facebook, and stuff like that, there's a book that's about that thick. It's called Tribe of Mentors by Timothy Ferris. Okay. Okay? And it is a compilation based on topic of nothing but good advice, wisdom, insight, encouragement, get up off your ass and do something, bootstrap kind of stuff. Yeah. Tribe of Mentors. It's an excellent book. And is that, did he,
0: is it based on his mentorships? Yeah. That he's had
1: basically all the podcasts oh, that's and, really cool. and all the people that he's come in contact with in his extraordinary existence. Uh, he's younger than I am. And he's done so many things, multiple uh, multitudes of things and been in so many situations and thrown caution to the wind so many times. And literally, I mean, at his age, he's lived a full life. Like what I would say you could write, a Hemingway novel around, in my opinion, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, he may think that's super flattering, but that's how I kind of view him. He's, he's larger than life, but he's down to earth, cool guy, super educated, and just, like I said, has thrown caution to the wind, uh, um, someone who's tried and failed, someone who's won and mm-hmm. lost. Uh, but that book in and of itself just has so, like you could say, okay, investing. Look up investing in the glossary. Go to 15 different little snippets on investing. Mm -hmm. Um, Happy thoughts. Go to the glossary. Look up happy thoughts and just go from there. So it's informational, tactical, encouraging. I mean, it's just it's a whole – because it's a compilation. Right. Um, And it's some of the most brilliant minds and some of the most unknown minds out there. Um, You know, I'm thinking like Gladwell's probably on there and and, uh, Ray Dalio's probably in there and, you know, just – just tons and tons of people. And yeah. those two may not be, but I, I'm just naming right. off names that I would imagine would be in there. It's been a couple of, it's actually been a couple of years since I picked that up yeah. and actually thumbed through it. Um, so I may be reminded to do that before the end of the weekend, you know. Uh, but that's a really great place to start because it's a vast array of topics and information compiled in one book that everybody can get something from. Right. You know, tribe of mentors. And we'll throw a link up here on it so everybody can jump in there and get that. So I guess if I
0: were to just sum all this up as some action steps people can take. One, if you feel like you're not winning, you need to recognize that you're feeling that way. You need to recognize Mm -hmm. that's your mindset. You need to surround yourself with more positive people in your life that are going to promote you, support you, and want to help you. Not necessarily like say, hey, yeah, here's some money, but hey, Here's opportunities. Go chase them. Go do it. Yeah. You know, we're your cheerleader. You can do
1: this. Let me know. jump in real quick and say two things. One, very important topic: you got to confess to yourself that you you're in a bad spot. If you don't agree with yourself that you're in a bad spot and you're trying to move out of it, then you can't. You won't. You won't tell anybody else, right? Mm-hmm. The second thing you mentioned was you know surround yourself with positive people. That is one of the biggest hurdles because that's typically not your current crew. Right. Right. There's going to be a lot of blood and tears because you're going to be cutting some things away, and that's very difficult. That's mm-hmm. a comfortable space and it's a fearful space because you're going to have to cut people loose or refrain from engaging with people that you've been engaging with for a long time. Yeah. Now, or I really would put boundaries in, or set know. up boundaries which are going to push them away, and they're going to wonder why. And uh, now I will tell you this: one time in my life when I tried that exercise and I'll let you get back to your summary there in a second. One time in my life when I tried that and I was like, I just got to do this. I got to cut, cut this out. I'm just not going to be able to hang out anymore. The other person, one of the other people that I had that conversation with was like, I'm so glad you brought this to me. I feel the exact same way. What can we do to get out of this? And I was like, oh, that's awesome. You know? Yeah. Cause I had no idea that other party was feeling that way and, and kind of experienced the same cause we weren't communicating right. at that level. It's right. is a very deep level, not superficial. Yeah. Right? So um, that was super encouraging because then I had a partner in that could like, hey, let's do this together. Hey, what are you reading? Well, I'm reading this. Well, who, well, I ran into this person at the coffee shop. And so that was very cool. So sometimes it's not just an avoidance. right? You really need to have conversations with people and go, look, I'm in a bad spot. I got to get positive. Every time we hang out, I feel like shit. Oh, you know what? Me too. Maybe that's reciprocated or maybe they'll take offense and they'll bounce. I don't know you got to be brave enough to handle yeah. it. Yeah, right? and I think that's one thing, too. You have to look at yourself and go, okay, how,
0: how is our dynamic? Are we being positive with each other? Are we being negative? Because yeah. if we're both being negative, then we're competing against each other. We're not working towards a, tom- a common goal yeah. so we can both win.
1: And you gotta, you got to have one other element there that will take you by surprise if you're not ready for it. I'm waiting. you waiting? Yeah, I don't. This is big. I don't want to be surprised. This is big, and it's going to be su- super eye-opening for some people. Some people that are feeling the way we've been describing and want to jump into the positive and move forward and get encouraged and stuff like that, sometimes the dynamic that they're wanting to run from, they are the dynamic. Mm. Follow me? Mm. Okay. So you might discover that you're that person for your crew, and then you've got some serious reckoning to do. Yeah. Got it? Mm -hmm. That's a tough spot. But you're not going to know that until you pursue – the cleaning house of your own world mm-hmm. and the the dialing in of positivity and moving forward and being encouraged and all that kind of stuff. And and then all of a sudden you're exposed. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, one of the one of the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You thought you were in a bad spot before you started. Now yeah. that's just a, you know, dot da dot da dot da dot warning, fair warning, this may be you, but yeah. if it is, it's even more important that right. you pursue what you're trying to pursue because now you've got to not only get out of that space, you've got to get out of this space and rewire yeah. everything. So anyway, I
0: had a slap, that, kind everybody. of a,
1: a light bulb moment for improv.
0: And when I was, I was doing a comedy workshop and I think this is great advice for leaders who mm-hmm. over, like kind of where you're going. Right. And the, what was told to me was if you're not having fun, you're the asshole. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you know what i mean
1: that's pretty good I like yeah that.
0: so i mean that's just clear cut yeah. and simple like if you're not having fun yeah if
1: your team's not having fun you're not having fun God. it starts with you how many times have i been the asshole oh that's eye-opening bud i like that mind if i tweet that later yeah actually <laughs> did i just get my first everything that you I, might I have just uh, uh, just dropped a little knowledge well you know what i think Here's what's cool about that. You did just drop something that's super important. You invoked a memory from your past of something that was profound to you. And so in the air of the moment of this exchange that we're having here, you were encouraged, your mind has opened up, your heart has opened up, and you will be able to free flow with some information that may have impacted somebody. Right. If we continually shut that down and we never have these kind of exchanges with other human beings, all that stuff goes away forever and nobody ever hears or sees it. Yeah. And that's tragic. Right. So that's what's cool. Like you just boom and just kind of opened up and got all fancy and cool for a second there. And not that it's not cool all the time, but I mean, like I experienced that just now. So that was pretty awesome. Yeah. So and that was uh, well said because I have probably been that person a number of times. Yeah.
0: So next time that you're on a trip vacation,
1: oh, be it's me Going and,
0: family on me. Me and me and Haas will.
1: will I'll, I'll I'll throw some knowledge down on Haas. Mm, that'd be great. Well, I thought you were, <laughs> I thought you were picking on me because it's, it's, it's often been said around my home that when we go do things, the only person that's not happy having the only person that's not having fun is me. Oh, so I've <laughs> impacted your life. Today. You might have just impacted me. Yeah, so my kids will get a kick out of that twenty years from now when they listen to this podcast again. Yeah, because I cussed. Yeah, well, no. <laughs> No, because we like that was dad, like every time we went somewhere, you know. But no. Yeah. I'm a happy guy, but there's just the stressors of having four little ones running around. Yeah. Sometimes I may squelch the moment and I'm the asshole. So, you know. So I guess that's the time too where
0: you gotta know it's time to work and time to play. That is true. Yeah.
1: So I'm gonna stop dropping knowledge. I don't have a problem playing. I just have a stress level sometimes when I get around my own four children. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just one time I'm just gonna record a little audio. Yeah just a little audio of one of my mornings or one of my evenings. And I'm just going to let the whole world hear 15 seconds of what it sounds like to be in that house at that moment. At the, you yeah. Know. So anyway, but there's those super stressful times and then there's those really sweet endearing times right. as well. And that's, so that's what balances it all out. Right? Yeah. But I was just relating to what you said. So yeah, that's, no, that's good. I'm, I'm glad you could,
0: I'm glad you could taste that little, not taste, take that little <laughs> nugget of knowledge that I was yeah. able to give you today for all the knowledge that you've given me in I return. I appreciate that. That's, That's what I do. I will and, tuck that one away. And I've got a gem for you. Okay. All Are right? we wrapping up? We're getting close? Yeah, we're, we're about there. You know, we always try to tie up with music. Mm-hmm. Did you Do you know what you were doing when you celebrated your fifth birthday? Do you know what happened around your fifth birthday? Well, I know Elvis died. Yes. Two days after my birthday. Of your fifth birthday. Today. Today. Yeah. So wow. today. Forty two years ago. little shout out to Elvis and your fifth birthday. Oh, oh,
1: oh, oh That's sad. Yeah. Wow. I was really feeling positive till you said that. Well <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> you know what's funny is I was five years old, but I remember the newspaper laying on the really? table in the living room with the picture you know, of the king, the king is dead or whatever. Yeah. I remember that. And I remember, um, I remember that for John Wayne. And I really believe, honestly, my mother has both of those newspapers folded up that's and tucked awesome. away somewhere. Literally. We need to get those in a frame in here. And that'd be, oh my gosh, that'd be so cool. Yeah. I mean, they're hers. I can't take them. But right. The right. point of it is I do remember that. So that's a neat little musical tidbit. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And it's so it's so crazy to imagine how someone
0: could make such a big app, like, I can't talk today. Blah! <laughs> so amazing. There's our intro. <laughs> that, so amazing that one person can make such a big impact and create two genres of music. Yeah. Country and rock and roll. Yeah.
1: It's crazy. Right. He was following in the footsteps of a lot of other people, though, that were in the shadows. That's do, true. Doing his thing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the, you know, when they talk about Elvis and, Hendrix and um, all the old greats and the Stones and the Beatles. I mean, Belushi. It was crazy. You know what's an interesting thing, though? I don't want to draw a little uh, interesting comparison there. You got Elvis, right? And he's pre-Beatles. And then the Beatles come on the scene, and they're, you know, they are skilled musicians, Mm -hmm. trained musicians, but then the way they write and the way they cultivate and put together and all that kind of stuff had just literally never been heard. So you had Elvis coming on the scene with all his shake and bake and all mm-hmm. his stuff and all the songs that he had, which were gospel and, and, and R&B kind of in a mix. But the Beatles just transformed music. It was It was a very interesting time, and I don't think... I don't think my generation, especially, gives them enough credit for everything that's come out of that. Well, I, mean, I think there's, there's not a rock chord progression right now that right. they probably didn't create. Um, you know, and then it, it, it just it's prolific; it's everywhere. Well, it's and I think every, to tag
0: onto that, I my dad was a major Beach Boys fan, so mm-hmm. I actually grew up more on the Beach Boys side yeah. than the Beatles. But when you look at that, and you look at what competition does for an industry, mm-hmm. you had. Uh, Pet Sounds and Sergeant mm-hmm. Pepper. Yeah, competing with each At other to time. outdo each other. Yeah. So you have those different chord progressions and everything. While the other side, you had some of the the best harmonic music we ever right. had. Right. Yeah. So it's really interesting, and all that was something that came after Elvis. You know, there's
1: a um, there's a a little article. My guitar instructor brought it to my attention, and it was something about these. Albums all came out in this particular year, and I think it was 1976 or 78. I, I can't remember which one. It was an even number. I remember that. Yeah. Um, and then he started to read this litany of albums that came out, and it was like everything classic rock. Mm. And it all it was it was literally 70 or 80 albums that were delivered to the marketplace to the world in that one year. And it's just like this huge catalog of music. And you just think right now, if we get one or two really profound albums a year come out by any artist that really takes the world by storm, yeah. it's saying something. In this particular year, there was almost 80 well, you, in one year. I'm going to throw you. I'll it was nuts. Loop. When I read the list, it was nuts. So it was a very interesting uh, interesting time for music. So
0: 1979. Okay. Something happened that has never been done before and has yet to be done. One entertainer had the number one movie, had the number one TV show, and had yeah. the number one album, John
1: Belushi. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> number He had a TV show?
0: Saturday Night Live was number oh, one. Oh, he was
1: on Saturday Night Live. I was like, did he have a show? He was on yeah.
0: Saturday Night Live. Yeah, Blues Brothers. Yeah. And then Animal House was that's the movie. crazy.
1: Yeah. Man, I'm just... Yeah. This You're my full of a cup of coffee. I didn't drink more. I'm telling you, I finally had to get a cup about halfway through this one. Well, um, that was kind of heavy, but yeah, I think it was pretty interesting and good. You know, sometimes it's not all fun and giggles, Life's serious goals and aspirations and motivation and all that stuff is serious business. And, um, sometimes the mood is jovial and fun and super energetic and it was. I, I've been energized myself. I'm not saying that the, the topic's not, or I'm not personally, but sometimes they're heavy and they're deeper and they're they're thought prov- provoking. Um, but I still think that we're bringing value to people, and if they'll just listen and yeah. follow along and and jump in and just start making small wins
0: every day, every day. Like yeah. put on your shoes, mm. you know, walk out the door. Yeah, get in your car. And you know, it's like if you want to go to the gym. Yeah, put on your shoes, sit in your car. Yeah. Okay. First. Step. Now drive to the gym. You still don't want to go in, sit in the parking sit lot. Sit in the parking lot for a little while. Walk in, check in with your key tag, get a little reward points, go back home.
1: <laughs> reward points and go back home.
0: And then the next don't day go back home. And then the next day, just get on a treadmill. Yep. Boom. You've made it better than you did last yesterday. That's right. You're taking you are striving every day to make your best better every day, which is something my yeah. dad instilled in me for my entire life. I like that. That's good. Man. So
1: yeah, that's good. Well, I'm thankful you're still around doing this. This is uh, we're up into the 20s now on episodes. Yeah. I'm not sure what number this is, but it's super cool. Uh, we started this February 13th of this year. It's it my is birthday not, now. We're on yeah, your birthday. Now we're on mine. It's it's August 16th today. Um, it's been one hell of a ride so far, and we're only six months in. That's right. Can you believe my that? world has been rocked, and <laughs> I think there's some new exciting horizons in the near future. There's so much good stuff coming. And we appreciate everybody listening and following along. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye. (laughs) What is that? Bye.